Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 718 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Alan Clark, former Holly. He's working alongside another member of that band, uh, Graham Nash, as they have a brand new music project out, finding out about Buddy's Back. We'll be hearing from Jean Martin about her forthcoming gigs across the region. Angelica Bell joins us to let us know how to save money with some new appliances around our home. Jacqueline Josser gives us a few food tips to make sure we don't waste anything and enjoy Jacob's Cracker or two along the way. And we'll be finding out about Star Architects, all coming up at the Litchfield Garrick. That's on the way on the show this week. Gene Martin is going to be playing in a town not too far away. She's here now to tell me what's going on. Hello. Hello. Are you right? <laughs> I think so. I'm rushing about like a, a blue bottle, buzzing here and there, or a bee, I should say. But I'm okay, thank you. And I hope everybody who's listening is also. Yes. Fingers crossed we're all good. Now, uh, obviously, lots going on. You've been performing here, there, and everywhere musically. And you're actually stopping off back in the Midlands. Yes, I am, just for a short whistle-stop tour. Yes, I'm playing three concerts in the Midlands, and the first one is back in my old uh, haunt of Cannock. And I'm so excited because I haven't been back to Cannock since before Britain's Got Talent, which was 2011. So it's time I came back. Absolutely. Cannock needs to see you. So where are you playing there? I'm in the Salvation Army Citadel Hall in Wallhouse Street on April the 1st. And it starts at 7.30pm and I'm the guest of the Staffordshire, yeah, Staffordshire Brass Band. Okay, so that's uh, going to be a good one. Are you going to be playing along with them or is it just you on your own? Um, I'm going to be playing grand piano on that occasion, Very Jason, nice. which is also very different to hearing me on the organ. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's the same set of skills and an amazing sound. But uh, so yeah. having heard you play piano in the past uh, when you were living down this way, uh, I know that you really know how to tinkle those ivories as well. Well, I try. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you after that one? After that one, I then go to uh, Brood, which is the 22nd of April, and that's in the Church of St Mary and Chad in the village centre. Uh, and that's a springtime concert. Um, it's just me again. And then on the 29th of April, I've got the mayor and the MP coming to Brown Hills, which, of course, is where I grew up. So I'm doing my three places that meant a lot to me in my life. Brown Hills was where I went to school. Cannock was when I went to college and school. And Brood was where I was the organist in the church. So a good lineup of gigs, and it's going to be amazing to hear you play. But I get three very different gigs as well, which is quite nice. So if someone comes to all of them, they're going to get a very different show. Oh, absolutely, yes. I don't do the same programme twice. So the piano one will be totally different, obviously, and the band. I shall be playing along with the drummer of the band, so uh, that'll be nice. And there's definitely got to be a bit of boogie-woogie in that night. Um, the one in Brown Hills will be with my lovely EL900. It's the same organ that I used on Britain's Got Talent, but the white version. Mm -hmm. um, and, and piano as well on that concert. And the brood one will be the pipe organ and the piano. 
So it's going to be all very, very different. That's quite exciting. Very, very different, yes. Well worth getting to all of those if you can. So how do people get hold of tickets? Well, if they go onto my Facebook page, the uh, poster for the Staffordshire Brass Band, tickets are available through the band's website because mm -hmm. I'm their guest, you see, so all the tickets go via their website. And the Brown Hills one, you just turn up. There is no, it's a free concert and it's to raise money for the church. So there'll just be a donation taken at the end. And so all those details on your socials as well. Follow the links from there and you'll be able to sort yeah. all that out. Yes, and it'll be lovely to see people that I know or people that even don't know me but would like to see what I play like. <laughs> <laughs> My social media channels, I've just, in fact, um, in January, I played in a nursing home in Telford mm -hmm. for a friend of mine whose mother has travelled from Kent to be a little bit nearer so they can visit. And it's had uh, 488,000 views. That's not bad going. I mean, this is this is standard for you. When you ever you do anything like this, I mean, let's go back to lockdown. During lockdown, you were doing loads of great music, entertaining people, and having a great time. And well, I mean, that got months, thousands yeah. of views as well, didn't it? It did thousands of views, and I did it for eighteen months. <laughs> so, and this year is my special year because I've been playing and performing for fifty years this year, Jason. You wouldn't years. know it to look at you. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I feel it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you've got such a, a great history and played with so many amazing players and carrying the baton on for wonderful music. Well, yes, just a few of the big names, James, Last Orchestra, that was a special one, and playing in the Royal Palaces. It's just, you know, it's things that you dream of that would never happen. And uh, listening to the piano this last week on, on the television, was I was just amazed by the standard of the people who were playing, particularly that little girl. She was just oh, Lucy amazing. was amazing, wasn't she? Yeah. It just goes to show that, you you know, if you can sit at a piano and you enjoy what you're playing, it's so therapeutic. Violin was my thing at school. Piano is what I would like to learn now. Maybe as I get to a little more senior, I'll be able to have a chat with you about a few lessons, which could be quite amusing. See oh, yes, of course. No That's problem. I saw that. I'll, I'll come and visit you at some point and we'll do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Jean Martin, you're looking for on all the socials, Martin with a Y. And uh, you can see uh, the amazing gigs that are coming up. Get yourself involved and have a great time and enjoy some amazing music. <laughs> Thanks ever so much, Jason. It's lovely to chat with you. Take care. I'm joined now by pop royalty, no other way of putting it, uh, Alan Clark of the Hollies, uh, but working on a very special project with a certain Mr Nash. Hello, sir. How are you doing? All right. Thanks, Jason. I haven't got my knighthood yet, so I, you can't royalty. <laughs> you, you certainly should be due one very, very soon. Uh, but obviously, great music through you, the whole of your career. But what's happening at the minute? Because Buddy's back. Yeah, Buddy's back. Um, I started an album with Graham. Uh, we talked about it for a while, for about 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, deciding when we should actually do an album together. And uh, it was, I think it was about a year and a half ago uh, when I, uh, I, I represented uh, um, for him to have a Lifetime Achievement Award in England. And he didn't know I was going to be there to do it. So it was quite emotional. And we met the next day in the hotel in Kensington, and I played in my resurgence album that I, that I'd just finished, mm -hmm. which he liked very much. And he said, "That's really, really good." Uh, he said, "Maybe we should do something sometime." 
So that, that didn't sort of stir him at that particular time. Uh, but then I sat down, I thought out very hard about it, what I should send him. So I wrote a song called I'll Never Forget, which was about uh, maybe we're going to make an album together. Uh, if we do make an album together, what would it be like? Uh, would we be able to get the sound going like we did 60, 70 years ago? So it was one of those kind of songs. And uh, at the end of it, the refrain is that if it doesn't happen, they've still got the past to remember. I'll never forget. <laughs> so I sent it to <laughs> and he came back and says, okay, he says, let's, let's do an album together. And, and then he said, but I want you to write all the songs for it because um, uh, what, what, we, what I need is, is, is your voice sounding the way that we did when we sang together in the type of songs that we used to record. Uh, but of course, more up to date. And I said, well, that's, that's okay. Um, that, that, that might work. I said, but only if you write, uh, write a single for it when, uh, when, it, when we finished it. So um, he sent me this song, which was called Buddy's Back. And it sort of represents the, the idea of, of uh, when we first heard Buddy Holly on the radio. And um, we were just astounded by this guy who had this beautiful Stratocaster, which we'd never seen before. Mm -hmm. And of course, we, we wanted one straight away that that was never to happen. Uh, so we pretended to be Buddy Holly and we did it in front of the mirror and things like that. Everything that he says in the song is absolutely true. Uh, and we joined we joined a band, you know, we got a band together and, 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 and went around performing, trying to be trying to be Elvis Presley, trying to be <laughs> Buddy, trying to be the Everly Brothers, trying to be all the great rock and roll people at that time, uh, as there were a lot of other people doing it at the same time. But, you know, it's a great song. Um, I, it, it actually shows our voices. Really, I know mine is aged and, and Graham, Graham's really not aged with his vocals, but they still match up together great. So I'm glad he wrote that song. And this in itself, I mean, you, you say you, you joined a band. Actually, in the, the time that's elapsed since you guys first got together, you've all joined several bands and had a number of different directions you've gone in. How do you feel the whole album is? Is it you say it wants to to sound like you did when you started out, but modern? Yeah. Is, is that yeah? It's it's certainly not an attempt to to be the Hollies again. No. It's but it, it's it's something even more special than that, isn't it? Because you have got no. all this experience under your belt. Yeah, I mean, most of the songs that I've written are happenings within within my life. It's got nothing to do with the Hollies, but it, it, it's more or less about me and Graham uh, running through a, ser a series of the songs. But also, there's a couple of songs in there which uh, which are about my my family life, and and the funny side of it. Um, <laughs> there's one song called "You Didn't Like It," which mm -hmm. uh, which has been mentioned, and uh, and another one maybe the next time, uh, which is one of the favourites that has come out now. Uh, there's also a song on there which Graham liked very much. Carissa, it's the only protest song, which is it's not really a protest song. But it's about the world, the way that what, what's happening in the world, and we'd all very, very, very be careful about what we're doing. So we really need someone to come along and save us. There's going to be a spokesman somewhere that's going to stand up for the rights of everybody in the world, and mm -hmm. he's going to save a lot of us. Hopefully, if not, I'm moving to Scotland. No, okay, so there's a, there's a plan in there, oh, no. <laughs> but the. Yeah. The, the music itself, though, and and the way you produce it, it's obviously moved on an awful lot because you could yeah. record. You, you, you take us back to 1964. It's something like Carry On. Uh, that song in itself, that is one of my favourite tracks by you yeah. boys. And it, it just sort of really, 
it it brings the music to life. It's got it got an energy, uh, but you can capture that energy in a completely different way now. So when you are sure. bringing your latest take on your sound, yeah. it's it, it's it's a different process completely, isn't it? It's evolved. Well, well, it is. There's there's no Tony Hicks there, you know, uh, doing the low harmony. I do all the low harmonies now. You know, mm -hmm. I've done all the low harmonies on it. Graham's done all the high harmonies, and I've done most. I've done most of the vocal. Well, all of the vocals. Uh, so this is a step forward for me and Graham. He's actually been my guest on my solo album. But when you listen to it, I mean, it is just me and Graham have, having a load of fun doing something 6,000 miles apart. Mm. I mean, that, that's how it's come, you know. But I only started doing this like six years ago. And, and I was, you know, I didn't even know what Garage Band was. And, <laughs> And now I've moved up to Logic, and I'm I'm doing thirty tracks and mixing it down, and then going in the studio and make just making it crystal clear. And that's the way me and Graham were working on this particular album. I I wrote the songs, I put my vocals down, and then I sent it over to him. He put his vocals on it if he liked it. That was one of the things. He wasn't going to do anything he didn't like, which was okay. Uh, he, he actually picked all, all the ones that I liked him to do anyway. So. <laughs> You know, it, it took a long time. It took about a year and a half doing it that way. Obviously, with things going on in the world as they have been, but COVID, the most, the most one mm -hmm. that was actually my the studio where I used to go down. And you know, I'd, I'd be halfway down the motorway when the 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 phone would go, and Francis, my producer, would say, "Don't bother coming. We've all got COVID." You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you turn the car around and you go home. So it was a bit like that. But, you know, when we got to the having Gold Graham's vocals on it and it was really sounding fantastic, then we, we took it into the studio and replaced all my guitars apart from the rhythm because we needed a professional guy to do it rather <laughs> by fumbling around, you know. But it's turned, it, I mean, it's really turned out well. It's really, it's really great. Graham loves the album and, uh, and I'm, I'm pleased that he's on it and I'm really glad that, it, that you know, that he has done that. And it probably that's the one that's like joined the circle, you know, right from I won't say from '62 because we were singing when we were six years old. So <laughs> you know, it's been a long time coming, but we've done it, and I think it's pretty good. But friendships that weather a storm of seventy years, though, that they're, they're special, aren't they? And and that's probably again something that you can tell listening to the whole album. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, I've I've known him a long time. I've known him seventy-six years, to be honest. And uh, he's changed a hell of a lot. When he moved to America, he became an American. You know, he, 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 he's American now. So he has that way of talking. Uh, but sometimes when, you know, when I meet him and maybe we're on our own, you know, and we're talking about things that happened in the past, that Mancunian accent comes out every <laughs> now and again. So I can just see, I can say, oh, there you are. You're not going all together. So, you know, I mean, but a lot's happened in his life. A lot's happened in my life since he left. Uh, we've, we've been together and we've, we've formed. And we've done an album together in America in 1984, which was with the Hollies. Mm -hmm. We toured as the Hollies in America. And, uh, and that's about as far as we, we got with, uh, with Ashley Graham being in the group. Uh, what, I, I didn't like the idea, to be quite honest. You know, he left in 68. Why did he want a bloody comeback for that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but they, they had to do it, and they did. He knows. I mean, Graham knows that I didn't like the idea. But uh, it was fun to do. But I'd, I'd have done it another way, really. I wanted it to do with just me and him. So that's what we've done now. 
you've reached the point where you get your own way, which is the way we like it. We're going to listen to Buddy's back in a moment or two's time. But are you doing the socials on this one? Are you sharing tweets across the uh, the ocean and uh, also uh, maybe with Instagram too? Well, I mean, I'm busy doing this sort of thing, you know. I mean, I retired in 1999 and, and, and uh, dragged back in 2017. You know, in between that, we did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame together, which was great. And, and I went to see him once at the Albert Hall uh, in the in the mid-20s, and he dragged me on stage to do Bus Stop, you know. <laughs> After not singing for 15 years, he drags me on and gets Bus Stop out of me. Uh, but so you know, I was really frightened about that. But it was a great. I got an ovation from the from the crowd. The you know, Royal Albert all, all standing up and cheering me. So that was a nice feeling. But yeah, we've we've changed as people. You know, um, he's got he he's got his friends over there, which have influenced him in a way. The people that he that he wanted to be with, which was David and Stephen, uh, Neil Young, just for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, He's, he made a life for himself. He, he bought a house in Hawaii and uh, he, he lived there for quite a long time uh, with his wife, Susan. Um, and now he's, he's in New York and uh, he's, he's got another lady, which, you know, which is fine by me. And um, he's having a really good life. And I'm glad that I've got him at this point in his life that he's willing to do something for me and, and for him. Well, the, the track is so, built as an Alan Clark track, but... It's certainly yeah. a big thing together, isn't it? Ah, right. Now he's got Buddy Holly on his new album. On it, he's singing it, and I'm doing the heart. I'm doing the low harmonies on it. So we've <laughs> we've done it together, so that he gets a part and I get a part. So you know, you go both ways. Well, the track is out there. Tell us where we can get hold of the album and all the music. April the seventeenth. It's on all the media. You know, Amazon, mm-hmm. YouTube, the whole. But you know, everything. So that's why they keep me keeping me busy. This has <laughs> got to be the about fifth to twenty fifth thing that I've done in about five days. <laughs> oh, you can hear me croaking, but no, I love it. It's great. The more people that I get out, you know, I get out to, you know, to say what you know, I, I really feel good and, and happy about what's happening at, at the moment to me, anyway. Well, I appreciate the conversation. I'm sure our listeners do too. They're going to love the track as well. Alan Clark, thank you for keeping doing what you're doing. Long way that continue. You're not allowed to retire again. You've got to keep going. That's the way we like it. <laughs> Let's listen to Buddy's back. Thank you again. Oh, thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Lovely to talk to you. Right from 
the Litchfield Garrick is playing host to Starkitect. That's all over Easter. Somebody who can tell us more about this aerial circus-based spectacular is Kevin Finnan, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I hope we find you well. And Are you going to be actually up in the air during any of this, personally? Yeah, just with excitement. Uh, <laughs> the actual being in the air, I'll leave to the performers. So tell us a bit about the show, because this is going to be amazing for Easter, isn't it? It is going to be an amazing show for Easter. It's been so fantastically well-received wherever it's gone. It's a dance circus spectacular for the whole family. It's engaging. It's funny. We use digital projection and mapping. We have aerial stunts and scenes. And then we're doing a lot of dance and circus mixed together. And really, the very important thing about it is it's a very engaging show. It's mm -hmm. a show which you can bring everybody. You'll have the opportunity of meeting the characters after the show. It's engaging. It has a lot of humour. But it brings back the joy of playing, you know, how to play, uh, transforming objects. And we see a whole group of young children who... Uh, played by our dancers who, through transformation in the bedroom, manage to go on an adventure in space and they have to search through space to find the, each other. They have this great adventure and then they come home to celebrate together in a sleepover. So it, the whole thing is really reaching out to the audience to engage with us. It's a lot of fun. And and Motion House uh, behind all of this, and Nobody as well, which is also going to be there. Uh, this this is just, uh, it's a huge sort of family experience. And, it, and it's the sort of thing that the kids are going to talk about for years to come. It really is. I mean, you know, our website has been just full of stuff from feedback from families that have really had a great time coming and seeing this show. Because it, the show shows the children the world that they living in their imagination and it's very engaging and they want to be them and they want to engage and for adults it's that whole thing of a really good family show has to work for adults as well as children and so therefore it needs great humor but also great skill and daring in the in the show as well so it's a real real mix in that respect but really what we want is to touch everybody and have that moment in your heart where you go, oh, yeah, I remember when I could play and I could be anything I wanted and I could transform and I could have adventures. And, um, you know, I think we all need an adventure over the holiday just to get over the uh, the grim weather and various bits and bobs we've had. It would be nice to go out and relax and enjoy, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And Asia's is a great time for doing that. And uh, <laughs> it, it, the excitement will wear off some of the chocolate that the kids will know that consume over the whole Easter period too. And the other exciting piece, I mean, this is an international tour. You're in Denmark a week or so before, and then before you know it, you hit the Litchfield Garrick and you're amazing kids from across Staffordshire and beyond. Yes, it's going really well in Copenhagen. It's um, We've had to add extra shows. So, yes, we're touring it internationally at the same time. And Litchfield's really exciting for us because it's a new venue. And so we're really looking forward to going and introducing audiences in that area to our work. But um, the both the shows, Star Architects will be there first. That's in Copenhagen now. 
nobody will be there following up and nobody was in uh, all across Germany, Copenhagen, it's been in London and mm -hmm. Birmingham, in, you know, the major houses up and down the country. Um, and it's been a sensation. So we're... We're really riding on the crest of a wave with our work at the moment. So it sounds absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and then on top of that, because of it, because our work has been so successful, we've been featured on television on the BBC twice this year, and that has really been helping. Uh, we did the Athletes Coming Home, where we did a section with Youngblood, and the National Lottery Big big bash at new year's eve we were performing with ray and we did a really extraordinary piece there which has had tremendous um comment and has meant that we're doing more and more work and we're really growing with everybody so um yes our popularity is really skyrocketing well, which has been fantastic so we look forward to welcoming the people of Ditchfield and the surrounding areas to come and absolutely. see it well it's just up the road from us in Wolverhampton so it's well, easy enough to get to from there it all goes on as we mentioned over Easter Wednesday the 5th 2 and 6 p.m Thursday the 6th of April at 11 and 3 p.m and then you've got Nobody which is along in May that's on Tuesday the 2nd and Wednesday the 3rd of May at 7 30 so all of this great opportunities for the family to to get to grips with theatre and very often outside of pantomime this is the sort of thing where families are going to experience theatre for the first time isn't it? It is and um, Starkitects is the perfect place to do that because any um, concerns you might have it is really engaging it is really fun and we have been doing a lot of outdoor performance tours working in the streets we have learned how to engage audience with our dance and circus mixture and it really is not difficult or obscure it's just really high skilled and really entertaining well Starkey Texas is available for kids of any age and adults of any age too. Over sevens for nobody, which is the one that's along in May. Full details, you can nip along to litchfieldgarrick.com to get your tickets online or give the box office a call on 01543 412121. Have a chat with them, get your tickets. But where do we find you online and all the socials so we can see about this spectacle before they book tickets? <laughs> you can find Motion House uh, if you, uh, our link is www.motionhouse.co.uk. If you want to get in touch with us, you can also find the Motion House website on the web and you can have a look at excerpts and films from all of our shows and you'll get to know the company and get us a taste of what is to come. It's just a flavour. There's going to be an entire recipe book to enjoy. Exactly. exactly. I like the sound of that. It's absolutely brilliant. So and, Motion and House... Say, oh, so sorry to interrupt you, Jason. The Nobody Show that's coming has had tremendous reviews in The Times and The Guardians. You know, we've had four-star, five-star reviews for that show. And it's been it's been touring to great acclaim. So that one's gone extremely well. And the Star Architect show that we're doing now will open the new saddle as well um, uh, next year. So, um, you know, it's all good. It's very exciting and it's a show to grab while you can. Yeah, and, and, but new theatre as well. I mean, this is the important thing, bringing different skills in and showing off, basically. And kids like it when you show off. It's going to work well. <laughs> I think it'll be amazing. Once again, 01543 41212 on the box office number, literallygarrick.com. Get your tickets. It is coming up in April and May. Check out the website for Star Architects and Nobody, all brought together by Motion House. Kevin Finan, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. 
half of UK parents admit they throw away uneaten food and it works out to be worth more than £400 a year. That's equivalent to a whole month's food shop. To tell us more about the research, I'm joined now by former East Enders actress and mum of two, Jacqueline Josser. Good afternoon to you. Hello. How are we doing? Hi, good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, this new research shows that 53% of us feel guilty about food waste and admit to throwing away leftovers that could have been eaten. Is this something that happens in your house? Probably not since you did the whole I'm a celebrity thing. Well, to tell you the truth, I think as a mum and a household of children, I do think it's quite hard to have no food wastage. Um, And I do try. Um, my intentions are always good when I'm buying all the fruit and the veg and trying to be healthy that week. But sometimes there is a little bit of food wastage. It's, it's something we do try and avoid that. I mean, if not only for the cost, as well as, of course, for the amount of water and fuel that goes into getting these things to us. But there are very often things that we can do as long as we plan ahead, as long as we notice we need to check what's in the fridge, don't we? And get it before it goes off. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're checking before you do the food shop, if you're doing the food shop, and you haven't checked what you've already got, even in the back of the cupboard, you know, the, the dusty part of the cupboard that you haven't looked in for a while. There's actually, <laughs> there is actually a lot of ingredients there that you can make quick, easy snacks with that are really, really tasty and a little bit kinder to the wallet as well. So it is about enjoying what we have. And I'm going to have to go back to I'm a Celebrity because some of the things that you guys get up to when you're doing shows like that, uh, <laughs> it must make you crave a packet of Jacob's crackers. Oh, literally 100%. <laughs> like even just a cracker with a bit of butter on, you were craving so much because you've got to think as well, what we were eating, if we'd lost a trial, it's literally rice and beans, no salt, no pepper, nothing, no flavour at all you almost just want a bit of burnt crispiness just to give you something that wasn't just (laughs) soggy bean or rice but apart from that honestly I was craving absolutely everything but I mean you mentioned Jacob's crackers there and the fact you like butter on them is that that, that's your thing because that is my go-to I love a cream cracker with just butter on to be honest I never used to venture on my on my cracker you know I I'm, I am quite a simple girl. Bit of cheese, maybe a bit of cream cheese if I'm feeling exciting. Um, definitely <laughs> butter. I, 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 there's nothing wrong with a little bit of butter on a cracker. Do you know what I mean? It's the perfect snack and the kids love it. But since doing this campaign and working with Martin and um, Martin Odell, I have learnt some really lovely, easy. There are recipes, basically, that involve crackers as their base. Yeah, definitely. Um Quite easy ones that you've got already got the ingredients for, probably in your cupboard or your fridge as leftovers. Um, and they tasted very good too. So what was your favourite then that he came up with? I honestly found it really hard. And every time we'd done a recipe, I said it was my favourite. <laughs> I know they were getting better and better, but probably just like the roasted vegetables with a cream cheese or any cheese, literally as well. He kind of said whatever you've got in your fridge so don't go out and buy the ingredients you can make do with what you've got in the fridge so whether it be cream cheese or or a different type of cheese it was so delicious and so easy we under five minutes to make also i think the kids would love getting involved in making them as well 
Yeah, you can make it a bit of fun. And I suppose in, in many ways as well, you might suddenly have a reason for buying the better value pot of cream cheese, which is a bit bigger, but only a few pence more because you know what you're going to use it for. You've got a couple of ideas. You've got the meals you're planning already. And now you've got a fantastic snacking situation too. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that's the main thing as well, like planning your meals when you go shopping before you start because I've been shopping before when you don't have a plan and you go in and you get hungry and you get put everything you want in your trolley instead of what you actually need you get home and you haven't even really got a recipe there yeah that is a problem you know I've done that you go out and you say I fancy that I fancy that I fancy that and then you forget you haven't got the thing that goes with it and <laughs> yeah I, 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 I think was... if you I think if you plan your meals that's not going to be a problem we need to I mean, do you make notes? I mean, and then you've got your iPhone with you at all times. Do you do you put a few notes in there and you've got these cracker recipes on a web page going, well, okay, I haven't got any of that. I could just, well, I'll add that to it, but I know the rest of it's at the back of the cupboard somewhere. Yeah, totally. I think the videos as well are so, so easy to follow. You don't even really need to take notes. It's like step by step and so easy. Okay, so we can watch all this online. And do we get to your reactions to eating all this as well? Because there's nothing better than watching a celeb eat something that's good as well as something that's bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it, honestly, I was really, really surprised because it didn't look like anything crazy and it happened so quickly. We were making them within a couple of minutes and they tasted so, so delicious. So, yeah, you get to see the reactions. You can see them in my socials and on Jacob's socials as well. So check them out on Jacob's site as well as you. Because we'll probably be following you anyway for the rest of your antics, aren't we? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. We'll see what you're getting. What, what have you got going on at the moment? Anything that you should be looking out for? Um, just a lot more of the same. I'm really enjoying life at the moment. I love spending time with the kids. I love doing jobs like this where I get to learn something new. That's really fun for me because I find it really enjoyable. And I can spread it as well, share it with the people I'm following with, and my family as well. Yeah, reducing food waste, saving money, having a great time, and mostly eating cream cheese and mixed roast vegetables on crackers. <laughs> yeah, you got there it. Is, there is nothing not to like there. And, and it's always so good for me because you've got to go for the right brand of crackers because Jacob's is basically the nation's favourite, isn't it? Iconic. There is yeah. no other. Absolutely. Does the job every time. But well, we're <laughs> going to go out, grab some crackers, find out what's in the fridge we can add to it, checking out the, uh, uh, the, the all the stuff on the socials via Jacobs or on my via searching for Jacqueline Josser. And uh, you can have a great time enjoying some fantastic food. And it's going to be brilliant in the run to Easter when you've got the kids at home. Make sure you've got the crackers in and you've got some brilliant afternoon snacks that aren't going to spoil dinner too much as well. Absolutely. And something fun to do with the kids because they can always help you out. And there's, there's going to be colour involved. We can make it an art session that you can eat. <laughs> totally. All the different vegetables. I like it. That's the way to do it. Get them in the greens and the reds and the yellows without them even realising they're having the stuff that's good <laughs> for them. Jacqueline Josser, former EastEnders actress, mum of two, an absolute all-round star. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. More than half of us have bought new household appliances and gadgets in the past 12 months in a bid to become more energy efficient. Eight out of ten are making a conscious effort to be more energy efficient when using home appliances too. To tell us more on how we can do this with the help of our smart meter, I'm joined now by TV presenter and consumer champion Angelica Bell and also by Fleur Lawton, Head of Policy and Public Affairs at Smart Energy GB. Good afternoon to you both. 
Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Well, good to talk to you. First of all, Angelica, when it comes down to getting the most out of our appliances, you've got to make sure you get the balance right about buying new and uh, a more efficient device compared to how much you're going to spend on the old one, uh, compared to the old one. But uh, it, when it comes to it, as a lot of the times these days, if something is on its way out, then the, the newer model is going to be so much better value when it comes to running costs. Well, again, this will all depend if you have a smart meter, because this is what we're talking about. We're working with Smart Energy GB. I've been working with them. They've got this year-long campaign. It's the, They want to call it the year of the super smart home hack, because we are becoming, like you said in the stats, much more energy efficient, much more savvy with our money. We want our money to stretch. And as you said, um, over 50% of Brits have bought new household appliances um, in a bid to be more energy efficient. But what we're trying to say is that in order to empower yourself and really know where your money is going, a smart meter can help you do that, help you manage your energy usage and therefore help manage your household finances. And, and when it comes to buying things and buying appliances, no one's saying go out and buy new things. If you have old things, in, you know, and like you said, it's about weighing up whether that, that initial cost or hit will again come back, the money will be worth it in the long run, is knowing where you're spending that and what appliances use more energy than others. Yeah, because when it comes to cooking our food, uh, and having an oven on for half an hour compared to using the microwave for four minutes if we're reheating a ready meal is going to be a huge cost saving because more of the energy goes straight into the food rather than all of the warming the air to bring the energy into the food so there's there's lots to think about. It's quite easy when it comes down to something like that but it can be more confusing on other appliances though. Well, yeah, it can be. I mean, yes, at the moment, a lot of people are using air fryers, but we do know that they are quite energy efficient and could save you an an average of £45 a year in energy over an electric oven. But again, and and I'm going to keep saying this, this is the smart meter, you will see exactly where you can make your savings. And they're really good for accuracy. We know from research um, that smart energy has done that, um, that smart energy GB has done that, that people are fearful of not knowing how much they're going to be spending when those bills come through the letterbox. And when you have a smart meter, you, th- that takes all that away. It's much more accurate when it comes to your bills. It gives the consumer greater power and knowledge on what energy they're using on the home. And then they can cut down on certain appliances if they need to. And it, as well as that, there's no admin. What the meter reading says is what you're going to pay. Well, that sounds good to me. Now, Fleur, when it comes down to these smart meters and having them in our home, obviously we need to contact our energy provider to arrange for a smart meter. But all the information that we can get on our handheld display that comes with it is absolutely brilliant news when it comes to working out what our bills are going to be. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, as Angelica was saying, one of the really critical things around smart meters is the visibility that they give you on your energy use. I mean, the, the smart meter itself, it's a digital gas and electricity meter. It sends your meter readings automatically across the across the air to your energy supplier. So that means no more having to take meter readings and you get an accurate bill for that. But what you also get is a small screen in the home that actually shows you in pounds and pence what things are costing. And that's very different from the sort of traditional meters that we've had. It really helps us to understand what it is we're using, how we're using it, and can we do things slightly differently? So, you know, what this survey's shown us as well is around how people are changing what they're thinking around 
in terms of when they if they are buying new appliances, they're being more considerate around actually what's using less energy. How can I do things differently in the home that helps me uh, sort of understand my energy, but also helps me to save money too? Yeah, because you can sort of see the background that you're using before you switch the appliance on. Go and check what the energy consumption is before, switch it on, do the, whatever it is you're doing, and then see what the meter is saying. And this will give you an idea on the uplift that you're going to get and the amount of yeah, pence per minute that you're using in your home. Absolutely. So I did exactly that this morning. So I went and tried. I, I, I'm one of those who's bought an air fryer and I went and tried it. So I turned my oven on and then turned that off, turned my air fryer on and saw the difference that it makes. And it's just really interesting. And there are other things. I mean, we're a family of four. You know, I've got two adult children who, as you can imagine, use an awful lot of energy. Um, and it will be we're all using the oven at different times and, and doing silly things like cooking one piece of garlic bread or just cooking a, a chicken breast. So actually, we've we've changed that and we've changed the way that we that we use energy, you know, whether it is using the air fryer or whether it's batch cooking uh, in the cooker as well. And being able to see that, being able to being able to show the kids and explain to them actually why I'm doing this is, is really important as well. And Angelica, are you an air fryer convert too? No, I don't have one. I think I might. <laughs> well, I know that it, there's some great deals on at the moment. I don't have one, but people who I know have one, like Flo, who says it's amazing. You know, it, it's it's incredible, and they think it's it's fantastic. Also, as well about efficiency and time. And I just wanted to touch on a point that um, Flo made about how interesting it is that so many more people are energy literate, whereas before people, you know, you weren't over that. You weren't looking at it, wet money, or or you know energy of where you're spending it and stuff. And I think it's really, really reassuring that we're in this in this zone right now and we're really sort of embracing that what we spend and what we have, we're going to make it count. Yeah, because when it came to the reviews on products, it used to be all about the aesthetics and how sort of powerful something was. Now we're much more interested in how energy efficient it is. And whilst you might want a particularly powerful vacuum cleaner because that's going to do the job quicker, when it comes to boiling water, uh, just partful in the kettle is what we're more interested in. And and it's still boiled just as quickly if you boil half a kettle on a, yeah, a lower power consumption than if you do a whole kettle on a higher power consumption. Well, I mean, again, it's all personal to what people have in their home, what they can afford um, and what they think is a priority for themselves. Because, you know, you could say there's some research says when it comes to boiling water, boiling water on a gas hob could, in fact, save you energy over using a kettle full stop because electricity is more expensive than gas per unit. But those are the sort of things you will only know or understand um, if you have the visibility of a, you know, smart meter or um, a smart meters in home display there to help you out with that. Absolutely. And uh, somebody who, uh, when he was a student at the very least, always used to boil my water in uh, the in, in a cup in the microwave. Because again, that's another way of getting it to the temperature you want more efficiently. So uh, there's there's all sorts of things we can do to, to try and save a bit of cash. Now, obviously, Fleur, we've been talking about getting a smart meter. I mentioned earlier on, you have to talk to your energy supplier. How does all that work? Yeah, absolutely. So if you contact your energy supplier uh, to ask for a smart meter, or you can look at Smart Energy GB's website as well. We've got all the information there and you can go through to your energy supplier on that site as well. Um, it's, it's an easy process. You just need to, to let them know that you're interested and they'll have a chat to you then around uh, what they do and book in that appointment. And loads of great tips for energy saving on there too, I trust. Yeah, absolutely. SmartEnergyGB.org. Loads of energy saving tips there. Brilliant. And Angelica, how do we find you online and what can we see that's going on with you? <laughs> well, at the minute, I'm talking about <laughs> talking about smart meters with Smart Energy GB, so I'm working with them at the moment, which is great. So lots um, on your Twitter feed about just, that. You know, yeah, and then just popping up here and there with, you know, Martin Lewis Money Show and 
bits and bobs, just keeping out of trouble, I suppose. But yeah, on the Instagram, you can follow me to find out what's going on. And also I'll have information on this campaign on there as well. Okay, do check that out. Angelica Bell, TV presenter and consumer champion, as well as Fleur Lord and Head of Policy and Public Affairs at Smart Energy GB. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 719 next week. I'll see you then. Turn off for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.